Welcome to the White Man Can Jump Podcast. This is your host, John White, a.k.a. Mr. No Look. want to wish everyone a happy 4th of July out there. Thanks for joining us. Today I'm joined by two of my fellow Hoopers, Darren Freeman and Cody Hall. How you guys doing? Feeling all right, feeling all right. Yeah, we got our resident Suns fan here. Got to get his view on the finals, make sure he's feeling confident. Um, so why don't we jump right in here? You know, we finally made it to the finals. It's been uh, a long playoffs with a lot of ups and downs and turns along the way, mostly impacted by injuries, but we made it here. We'll, we'll jump into there's one huge injury looming over this series, um, which could ultimately be the deciding factor. Um, but let's just look at it from an odds perspective um, first, you know, for all our degenerate gamblers out there. Um, Phoenix is, you know, a negative 195 favorite. So you have to bet $195 to win $100. Uh, if you want Milwaukee in the series, uh, you bet $100 to win $165. So um, Suns are quite a bit of favorite. You know, it's obviously hard to handicap the series when you don't know whether or not the best player in the series is going to play. Um, and then if you look at ESPN's BPI odds, the Bucks have a 54% chance of winning the series, which leads me to think that ESPN knows something we don't know about Giannis. Um, what do you guys think about those odds? I think pretty spot on. I kind of want to ask how much you put down, Cody, but I don't really want to run into your pockets like that. But I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> it's enough. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get this win. Um, I'm not as confident as I have been in the past uh, series, but it all depends on if Giannis plays, man. That's the real deciding factor. How much more money I'll put down? And I was gonna say, not really with the amount, but I do want. Did you go more with um your heart or or your mind when you started uh seeing these odds? Well, oh, man, that with your heart. I was about to say, that yeah. you, you did that long sigh. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was my heart. Yeah, you're eventually not only. You winning the money, but also like you holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy, you're gonna feel like it's exactly. your own great. I I get it. Exactly. It's been a long time, so Go big or go home, you know. Don't don't hedge yeah. it now. <laughs> well, let's just jump right in. You know, we're gonna go through some keys to the series, um, some different matchups. Um, and obviously the biggest key and the biggest question mark of the series is will Giannis come back? I mean it's it, it seems unlikely that he'll be back, at least for the start of the series, given how bad that injury looked. Um, luckily, there was no structural damage. Um, you know, but he, you know, we, we haven't really gotten a good report on how he's progressing and, and when he might see him. So, you know, when he comes back, if he comes back, that, that plays a huge factor. Um, and then will he be 100% when he comes back? I mean, I, I really don't think we're going to see him except unless it comes down to desperation time in game five or six or seven, you know, and he, he, he just comes back even though he's not ready. Um, I don't know how much damage he could do to this injury, you know, more if he comes back and he's not 100%. Um, that might impact whether or not he comes back, but 
what are your guys' thoughts? Do you think he's coming back? Do you think um, think we'll see him anytime soon? I mean, if they say no structural damage, I feel like it's more upon how he how comfortable he is. Yeah, pain tolerance. It, yep. Like, that's really what I would think it would be. And, you know, hate to bring a a low-low college injury, but, like, that's kind of what ended up happening to my knee. But I did have slight structural damage, which I ended up doing more, too. But I think if they're saying, hey, there's nothing there, and he's probably got way better doctors than the ones I had who were treating the Palm Beach County slip and fall geriatric <laughs> residents. So I think that there's a positive. If they need them, they can call on them. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's coming back. I think he'll be back by game three. Okay. So when they get when I don't, uh, yeah, I don't really see him missing these finals at all. There's no way in his mindset that he's going to miss it. He's going to do everything possible to get into those finals. Yeah. I mean, I mean this he, is a shot. This yeah. is a shot. Never know when you're going to get back here, you know. Um, you know, yeah. you would like to think, you know, with how dominant of a player he is, um, this would be the first of many, but you just, you never know. So you can't Stack take it for granted. Team. Exactly. So, you know, if he does come back, it obviously changes the series um, and pre- presents a huge matchup problem for the Suns. Um, you know, they don't really have a great matchup for him. Um, I don't think, at least. They have a few guys they can throw at him. You know, I think Crowder. We'll get his fair share of time on him. Um, he's got some strength. He's given up some height, obviously, but he can play with him on the perimeter. Um, Bridges might get some shots at him. And then Aiden um, I, I will also get some shots at him, I believe. But, you know, he, I don't know that he can hang with them as well on the perimeter as those other two can. So, you know, each of them has their advantages and disadvantages uh, the matchup, but I don't think either of them, any of them favor uh, matchup favorably. With Giannis, who, who do you think is the best matchup there, uh, Cody, they, for you guys? Um, out of those three, I would say Crowder, but I think we need to throw Tory Craig in there. Oh, yeah, I didn't and, think about that. Yeah, rough him up a little bit. I mean, Tory's not a horrible player and a horrible defender. Nice. So, yeah, use some I fouls. think he's got a little bit more height, a little bit more size to him. Um, Crowder, I mean, he was the one covering LeBron and all these other guys. I mean, he's a great defender. But Giannis is just so long and tall that it's no matter what, it's still going to be tough. There's always a mismatch on the court when Giannis is out there. Yeah, it's just it's going to come down to what defense we run as a team to stop that from getting to the paint. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, on that, you're going to have to be uh, what they say, build that wall. Yeah, yep, the Giannis wall. Yeah, but, and make them beat you from three. I mean, they haven't they haven't shown. Um, Prince to do that in these playoffs. They shot much better from three during the regular season. Um, yeah, I mean, if he goes and hits four threes on us, I mean, yeah, hey, he's like that, that's fine. Yeah, but let him keep shooting them. I have him scoring thirty. I have him scoring thirty down low and ten dumps on us. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is last series, especially with Giannis um, in the series, they just dominated the the paint. Um, I think they averaged like sixty something points in the paint over the first three games of the series. Um, so if Giannis comes back, you know, expect them to, you know, get theirs in the paint. Um, and, you know, obviously the Suns are going to do everything they can to turn Giannis into a jump shooter, especially, but, you know, really the whole team. 
Um, and you know, Aiden's a great rim protector, so they got that going for him. Um, he'll be able to you know help deter some of that, but um, ultimately, when Giannis wants to get to the rack, I mean, it's hard to stop him. Yeah, what they're gonna do is probably they're gonna try and bring Aiden out with Brooke Lopez out of the three point line. And just keep eating out of that paint, which is going to suck. Yeah, that is true. Um, and Brooke has shown that he can hit three. Um, you know, he had a huge game in, I believe, game five um, with Giannis out. And he really did all his damage in the paint. So that's something to watch if, if Giannis isn't out. You know, is he going to play more in the paint and, you know, show his low post moves that, you know, he used to showcase a lot more often? Or is he going to drift outside and shoot the three like he's been accustomed to the last couple of years. A little Brooke Lopez uh, time machine going on? <laughs> yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. So, you know, speaking of Brooke Lopez, another matchup that'll be crucial is that one on the defensive end. Um, you know, it's been a theme all playoffs. Um, just target Brooke Lopez in the pick and roll. And, the Suns have two of the best pick and roll players in the game, um, and Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker. So you think time and time again they're just going to put them in the pick and roll and just you know they've been traditionally doing the drop coverage. That's been their uh, ever since Budenholzer came. That's been their strategy, um, which hasn't worked well in the playoffs generally. Um, that's been their demise the last few playoffs. Um, and it's hurt them this this playoffs, but they've overcome it, um, you know. And then they got, like I said, they got two of the best pick and roll players in the game. I mean, CP three shoots. This is per Kevin Pelton at ESPN, shooting fifty two and a half percent from mid range jumpers outside the paint, and that's third in the NBA. Booker's shooting fifty one percent. That's fifth in the NBA. That with that's over the course of the season with a hundred plus attempts. So I mean. If you're going to drop back in the paint, they're going to just going to kill you with those mid-range jumpers um, that they both love to shoot. So, um, you know, we'll see if they make adjustments. Um, you know, what do you guys think about that matchup, Free? I mean, do you think they can afford to do that? Do you think they will make an adjustment? They, they look like they made a little adjustment at the end of last series, and I can dive into that with some more stats after you answer. But You know, I think that they're definitely going to have to make some changes and especially even over the course of the series you can give them in doses but guys like Chris Paul and Buck when they can already see the game well enough but then once they already know what you're going to do too it's it's over with they know exactly where they're going to get their shot and exactly how to line it up I think that's a recipe for disaster coming in even if your idea is worse showing them a different look is going to be crucial I think yeah, just keep them guessing, um, essentially, and, and throw throw the kitchen sink at them, um, make them think out there, um, rather than just get comfortable and just step into those jumpers. I mean, it's like I was saying, you know, through game one of the Eastern Conference Finals when, you know, Trey Young just had a field day with his float game and his three-pointers um, coming off the pick and roll and dropped 48 points on them, they had they were traditionally in drop cover, so 40 and a half percent of the time, you know, these are per second spectrum, um, they were in drop coverage. Um, games two and four, when Giannis was still in the series, which you would think it'd be less, which was was 26% of the time. Um, you know, obviously, they were doing more switching at that time. You have Giannis in there. 
you know, Giannis can switch really on to anyone. That's why he was defensive player of the year last year. Um, and then in games five and six without Giannis, you would expect that number to have gone back up a little bit, but it went down to 9%. So they're switching almost everything, even including Brooke Lopez, um, which, you know, that's obviously a different strategy and everyone's been calling for that. But is putting Brooke Lopez on Chris Paul at the three-point line a good idea? I, I don't know that that is. Um, it doesn't doesn't seem like a winning situation to me for the Bucks. What, what do you think about that, Cody? Is that something you'd like to see? Oh, I'd love to see that. That's that's barbecue chicken right there. <laughs> that's what we'd like to see. Um, I would think though that you know Bolenhoser would make a better choice out there. Probably maybe putting like Bobby Portis, maybe yeah. someone that's a little bit better on D. Um, he would still get eaten up by Paul, but it'd be a little bit better situation. Yeah. I could also see Donis uh, trying to make that switch, um, helping out. Yeah, but obviously we're not gonna switch the guy with it's got Giannis is guarding. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be interesting to see what we do. And obviously at the same time, all of our guys have to hit after that pick and roll. So when we kick it back out to Crowder, I mean he just hit what five threes last game. Yeah, all those guys gotta hit. Yeah, and they'll definitely get some looks. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a make or miss league a lot of times. Um, and the Suns have been hitting for most of the series or most of the playoffs. They they struggled. I mean, the only reason it was a series last series was because they had three games in a row. They got a win in one of them, but they just shot the ball like crap, and that's not characteristic for them. So I don't I don't expect to see too many games like that out of them this series. I expect them to shoot the ball pretty well, like they have most of the season. Well. And I mean, too, Cody, let me ask you this. Would you rather have Chris Paul working in a pick-and-roll situation with space or him isolating Brooke Lopez? Uh, pick-and-roll with space. And so that's something. you got to choose the lesser of the two. If, if they're going to switch everything and then now Brooke Lopez is out there with Chris Paul on an island, like, and you make Chris Paul do what he did to close out the other series. And if he does that, they're going to win the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean. I think if that happens, though, I think they'll have Lopez just foul. Like, why even. Right, if he gets even put him if he starts getting downhill, yeah. Yeah. Don't even let him get into that opportunity of making it a four-on-five game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zubak held his own on. Um on Chris Paul during that series and the, the switches there. So, you know, it can be done. I mean, Zubac's a little more mobile than um, Brooke Lopez. So, you know, um, if he, you know, it's also something he's not accustomed to. So he's not used to switching out in there. So he's not that comfortable with it. He's used to just sitting back in the paint. Um, that's obviously a lot easier task to execute. You're just sitting there waiting and just, you know, using your size to affect anything near the rim. Um, so we'll see. I mean, like you said, Efri, I think the key to like really any strategy in basketball or any sport is make the other team do what they don't want to do, right? Like think from the opposition's point of view. Like, yeah, like yeah, you got to make sure you you can execute what you're trying to do on your end, but like force them to do things that they don't want to do. Like I remember in our high school, <laughs> one of our championship games. We literally didn't cover one guy because they only had four players. We double teamed the six eleven guy who was going to Clemson, and we and it hurt us because that one guy hit four threes that game, and that was the difference in the game. But it doesn't mean 
he was comfortable shooting the ball. He just fucking got lucky, and we lost. But like, <laughs> I'm still bitter about it. If you can't can't notice, um, but like that's it's that kind of strategy that go like you're supposed to say like yeah we didn't guard him and he couldn't score and then we beat the brace. Well, no, not, yeah, it, but it's, it's it's the idea of it. It's like the radical idea behind it. Like most people would be like, "Why the fuck are you leaving this kid open?" And it worked during the regular season. He didn't score at all, and he turned the ball over like three times while no one was covering him. <laughs> but in the championship game, he hit some shots, and it was the difference in the game. But like, it was it was what we wanted them to do. If every possession ended with him shooting a three, like we were comfortable. Just like if Giannis pulls up from three. No matter whether it goes in or not, the Suns are going to be comfortable with that, right? Like you'll take that every time. So it's similar strategy to that. Maybe you know, maybe I didn't give a greatest example, but um, <laughs> but it's like the radical idea of like force them to be uncomfortable in what they're doing, and you'll have a better chance, even if it's not, traditionally not like you know the worst shot or whatever, because it's an open three from someone that you know isn't comfortable shooting threes. So, sure. so like I, I think uh, I think this will be a huge, play a huge role in the series. How how they defend that pick and roll because the Suns love to run it and it really gets their offense going. Whether it's Chris Paul pulling up, you know, on the right elbow like he loves to do, or getting in there um, and finding Crowder or Bridges on the wing, or finding eight and rolling, and you know, it will it will have a big impact on the series. Obviously, if Giannis is involved in there, that makes it a hell of a lot easier for the Bucks um, switching. Um, he also, if he's not the one on the ball, he can help in the paint a lot more as, as a third help defender in that, that situation. So, um, you know, once again, Giannis's footprint is all over the series on offense and defense. So, um, you know, that, you know, we're, we're going to try to make a prediction here at the end, but like, it's going to be caveated on whether or not we think Giannis is coming back. So, um, and then let's jump into, you know, Middleton and Holiday. You know, they're they're the, the second and third part of the big threes, you know, that, you know, included Giannis. And, you know, they've, they've been pretty decent all year. Um, definitely during the regular season, Middleton was an all-star again this year. Holiday was a borderline all-star and, and really – did everything they were asked him to do. Um, shot the ball well, played great defense, ran the point well. Um, but they've been both of them have been up and down these playoffs. Um, Middleton's had some great moments. Um, two thirty-eight point games, um, twenty in the fourth quarter of one of those games. Um, so he's he's shown his ability to take over the games. Um, Holiday in the playoffs is seventeen point six, five point six rebounds, eight point four board. Or sorry. 8.4 assists. Um, that's up from one, 6.1 assists in the regular season. Um, so he's he's doing a great job distributing the, the, in these playoffs and, and setting everyone else up. Um, but he hasn't really found his shot. He's shooting um, 43% uh, from the field, 30% from three, and 66% from the line, all down significantly from the regular season. Um, you know, Middleton, you know, he's, he's actually played pretty well overall. His numbers look solid but like he's had a couple big games that skew these numbers so you got to take him with a little bit of grain of salt and like you don't know what you're going to get from him on a night-to-night basis but he's averaging 23.4 eight boards 5.1 assists once again he's not shooting great either 43 percent from the field 34 percent from three and 89 from the line so at least he's making his free throws 
Um, so, I mean, what do you, you guys trust these guys to get a job done? Obviously, Holiday's impact comes a lot on the defensive end, and he'll have you know a matchup with Chris Paul that I think you know he'll be handling most of the time, and, and he'll probably spend some time on Devin Booker too, depending on who's hot at the time. So, you know, he's gonna have to do it both ways, especially if Giannis is out. Like he's gonna have that huge defensive responsibility, but he's gonna have a huge offense load to carry too. Free, what do you what do you think there? No, and I think. You know, these guys have been, like you said, not only up and down as far as their play goes, but as far as their perception of, like, who they are as players. You've got Holiday, who I feel like everybody's been in love with it in his corner. And then it's like, well, everybody's been saying, you're that guy, you're the difference. Like, now you got to be it. And I think the opposite goes for Middleton, where it's like, you're an all-star? Like, are we sure? It are you him? And now, once again, let's see it. So I think they both have a really good opportunity to kind of solidify for themselves, not even just, you know, guys out here talking on podcasts, but for them and it, their peers in the league of like, yeah, I'm him. Yeah. Yeah, so, Cody, I mean, who do you, who do you have more confidence in or who, who scares you the most, I guess, is a better way to look at it from your perspective um, as a Suns fan? Holiday or Milton? Milton. Um, he can catch fire at any moment. Holiday, I'm not too worried about. It's more of his defense than anything. But Milton just catch fire. I mean, we saw, what, the fourth quarter or third quarter. One of those games, he just lit it up. And that just scares me more than anything. A shooter is always scary to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, and he's a solid defender too. So I mean, he's he's a good all around player. Um, he's had like, you know, I think he had fifty, forty, ninety last season. I don't think he was quite there this season. But I mean, he's that type of shooter. And uh, but it's just whether or not he's not used to carrying the offensive load and being that primary option. So it's whether or not he can he can handle that. Um, he, he showed both of them showed that they could step up with Giannis out. I mean, obviously it's a two game sample, so. It's not that big, but Middleton averaged 29, 8.5 boards, 7.5 assists um, over those two games, and Holiday was 26, 7.5, and 11. So uh, they both were getting their points, getting after it on the boards, setting up their teammates. Um, really, the offense ran through them like you'd expect, and and it ran efficiently and effectively. Um, and it wasn't just because they were scoring, it was because they were getting others involved too. So um, do you think we can see that um going for, going forward this series free if if Giannis doesn't come back do you think um we can expect them to play at an all-star level um I'm I'm gonna expect it just because I want to see a lot of basketball be played and for that to happen they've they've got to do it you know like they have to show up and it's funny how people kind of took shots at Giannis for not being a fourth-quarter guy, but him carrying the load for three other quarters. Still matters. Let's, let Middleton say I can drop 20, 20 straight without, you know, being gassed. Like, those things are important. So I think these guys can step up in this scenario and really make it a fun series. And hopefully he can get those shots off, even if they get the, if the Suns get the luxury of, Sending, you know, Crowder at him, then sending Bridges at him, and 
sending Craig at him instead of them having to worry about Giannis. I know he'll get a lot of that attention, but hopefully, like I said, he can rise to that and give us a good little show here. Yeah, and like you said, like if Giannis isn't back, they have several guys they can throw at him between Bridges, Crowder, and Craig um, that you know you would expect to do a pretty solid job on him. Um, so, you know, if he if he does you know perform at an All Star level, he's going to have to earn it. Um, they're going to make him work for it, um, especially without the threat of Giannis being around. Um, you know, potentially, obviously we don't know that for sure, but. Um, yeah, I, I think I think they will step up. Um, will it be enough? That's a different story. Because um, this Suns team, you know, is, is a great team in the sense that everyone knows a role. Everyone plays a role. No one tries to do anything outside of their ability level. And it's a well-oiled machine. Um, and I think that goes a long ways in the playoffs, whereas I think the Bucks are, you know, a team of individuals in some ways. Like, they have they have three great players and then you know a couple good role players and those three players dominate the ball on offense the ball doesn't move as much as it does on the suns i mean you got chris paul leading the way so it's obviously going to move um and and it's just um it's just a, it's a different style of play between these two teams whether or not Giannis is there and so we'll see what style wins i i like to think that Team basketball generally wins out, um, and you know I, I think it will eventually, um, whether or not Giannis plays. But obviously, it'll be a lot harder if you do have you know a top five player in the world coming back and having him on your side. So um, one thing that the Bucks have been struggling with all playoffs um, is their shooting. They were you know one of the better top ten shooting team in the league from three during the regular season. At 37%, um, they're shooting just under, I believe, 31% for the playoffs. So, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty big difference. It's, you know, a few points above league average in the regular season and several points below league average, you know, during the playoffs. And and so, you know, they're 6-1 and one in games when they shoot 35% or better in the playoffs um, from three which the problem is they've only done that seven times out of 17 games, I believe they played. So, you know, that that's something they need to get back to, you know, just to make or miss league. We talked about that already. Um, you expect the Suns to hit some threes, so you got to make up for that on your end. Um, Cody, do you see them being able to bounce back um, from their shooting woes? And, I mean, they, they lost one of their better shooters, uh, perimeter players, and Dante DiVincenzo. That, that might have something to do with it, but... You know, Giannis, Giannis's shooting percentage also has something to do with it, too. Um, do you think the rest of them can pick up the slack and, and maybe get them back on track? Yeah, I think they, for the Bucks. yeah, I think they can. Um, I wouldn't rely too much on guys like P.J. Tucker or Bobby Porter shooting outside. Um, but when they get good quality looks and actually run a good offense, spread that and move that ball around, um, yeah, they'll get those numbers up and they'll get shots. We saw it with the Clippers. Um, when they moved that ball around, they got good quality looks and were hitting their shots. Um, that's kind of what I expect. If they, if they move that ball how they're supposed to, play good team ball, then, yeah, they'll shoot over 35%. Yeah, all right. Well, hopefully for your sake they don't or that trend gets, <laughs> yeah. gets bucked. Yeah. Six and one is pretty strong. I mean... 
And it's not even that good of a three-point... I mean, yeah, it's a solid shooting game, but, like, it's not like they're shooting 45% in those games. So, like, that's, exactly. that's you know, how much that makes a difference for them, you know. Um, Free, what do you what do you think? Do you think that's a key to the series? I mean, obviously, making shots in basketball is pretty key no matter what. But, like, do you see that actually coming to fruition? And who, who might be the one to make up the difference in that area. I mean, they've, they've been struggling kind of around the board. So, like, who, who could step up in this series and, and make some big shots for them? I mean, it's – I appreciate the numbers, but it's July now. Like, I, I need to know what they're shooting in July. Yeah. Because playoffs has been going on for a while. They, you know, started in slow. It's time, it's the finals are here. It's it's time to heat up. Like you got no other, you got really no other choice. But I do think that the way they kind of to Cody's point is that without Giannis, they know they have to move the ball a lot more purely. Yeah, and that probably has helped them instead of like, all right, G, take us to the promised land. Now they're like, okay, we move this thing, we'll get quality looks. I got to knock down some shots, or we're going home. Now you add him back into the mix, still move the ball, give him some space to operate, kick out, cash out. So I think that it'll be, while the betting odds are, you know, were in the Sun's favor, I think this can be a really good series. With or without, to be honest. With or without, yeah. Either one. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, Bryn Forbes, you know, I think he shot 46% from three during the regular season. Like you said, that, that doesn't necessarily translate to the finals. But, I mean, he's he's capable, obviously. He shot over 50%, I believe, in the first round um, against the Heat. And so, like, he's someone who can catch fire and, and knock down four or five threes from you, for you. Yeah, um, he needs a, a Gary Trent series right yeah, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then P.J. Tucker, like, he, he hasn't done shit. But, like, he needs to be a threat out there. And, like, he can hit the corner three, and that's where he really operates out of. So, like, you know, if he can hit a few, you know, he doesn't need to hit five in a game or anything. But, like, there's a lot of games you look at the box score, and he's got one point um, and plays 35 minutes. So, like, yeah, like, he does a lot of other things that are great. But, like, it's tough when you're playing four on five out there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he does crash the boards and, and get some occasional rebounds because people aren't paying attention to him, but you like, you like him to at least be a threat. I mean, I think two years ago he shot like close to 50% on corner three. So, and led the league in that. So, um, he's capable of doing it. Um, he's just got to look for a shot a little more, I think. Um, and you know, but they're going to need someone like that to step up in order to win. I think, um, you know, Middleton and holiday, are going to get theirs most likely, um, but it's it's who's going to be the X factor. I think is a big big thing for him. Well, uh, speaking of PJ Tucker, did you see that uh, that he's taking out a Suns teammate in each one of these? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Rockets yeah, teammate in each one of these series. Yeah, it's got one more left. Yeah, see if he get it done, son. Got one left on the on his checklist there. I'd say the X factor is uh, Pat Connaughton. Yeah. I mean, he can hit, he can hit some too. I mean, he's he's a solid all around player. Um, you know, he he's had he's had some good games in these playoffs. He's I think he's probably averaging about twenty five yeah. minutes a game. So well, they don't need Tucker to cover like a KD or yeah. Tatum or any of these guys they've been having to cover. Yeah, they can just 
let him sit and play content and have more more of a threat on offense now. Yeah, better matchups for him on the yeah. defensive side that they can get away with. So, um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, like I said, you know, I think we all agree they're going to need some help, you know, whether it's Giannis coming back or whether it's, um, you know, a couple of the role players playing a little better than role players playing like good, good starters and, and getting the production from them. So, um, yeah, I think those are probably some of the biggest factors in this series. I don't know if you guys had any other factors you want to talk about before I jumped in to our predictions here. Um, but, uh, I figured I'd just see, see if you guys had anything else you want to input. I mean, yeah, campaign, campaign. Once Drew Holiday comes out and Chris Paul come out, campaign needs to light it up. Yeah. And that's that's going to be big, what he does on offense. Um, he has some trouble with the Clippers. Um, I mean, they have some good guards. They can play defense. But uh, when Drew comes out, I'm not sure who's going to be guarding him. He just needs to eat. Yeah, I mean, he, he showed that he can do it when he stepped in for Chris Paul, um, and he's been solid. He didn't really play well the last couple games of the series, but the rest of the playoffs he's been real solid. Um, and he's been aggressive scoring the ball. He hasn't turned the ball over much. He's been setting his team up, so he's a great backup point guard. You couldn't really ask for a better one at this point in the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he could definitely be an X factor on the other end, too. For you, got any other X factors out there? I was gonna say just the. I think coaching is gonna be a big part of it with Solomon Hill and Crowder being the only guys who've ever played in the finals, and that was with the Heat last year. Crowder might have made it with Celtics, but I don't know. But with that being the only real experience at this level, wondering if. You know, Monty had those guys believing that the bubble was really their version of the NBA Finals and winning those games. If that translates or if this playoff run translates, you know, what Bud's putting in these guys' ear as far as how they're prepared being, if we probably look at records from the past three years, where the Bucks stand as far as teams in the NBA and it's their time now. Like, I think that looking at the you know, those head coaches to see what they bring out of these teams and how they strategize to get the advantage. I think that that's going to be real big. So you're, you're yeah. spoiler, you're picking the Suns in. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go, spoiler alert, Suns, uh, Suns in four is real catchy, and I, you know, <laughs> I appreciate how it started. <laughs> but I'm, going, I'm going Suns in seven. Seven, okay. Is that... Is that what the assumption we'll see some of Giannis this series, or is this... that's what that's that's what the assumption? More what Cody started off at the beginning of this thing. That's what the assumption that I'm not ready for Sports Center to be all baseball. <laughs> even though we got even though we got the Olympics coming up, I yeah. still need <laughs> as much hoops as I can get. Shout out to the WNBA, the W they still hooping. But as as much NBA as I can get, that's what I'm going for. So Suns and seven. All right, Cody, what what do you think your son's going to bring it home? It sounds like you're you're confident that it will win, but you don't think it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but I still got us. I got us in six. Okay. Got us in six. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's the first time in my life that we've been there, so. It's going to be a little scary, 
It'll probably never go back again in my lifetime, but <laughs> hey, seven you, six. If you get this done, you don't. I'm a Cubs fan, so I know you just need one. That's all you need. Exactly. So yeah, I I'm gonna go Suns and five. To be honest, I I don't think Giannis is coming back, and if he does, I don't think he'll be close to 100. percent So, um, I just think the Suns are the better team, um, and you know have the two best players in the series if Giannis isn't playing um, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker um, and better role players. And then, but if Giannis comes back and he is somewhat healthy, you know, if say he comes back game three and, and it's looking like 80, 90%, um, I would say uh, something sick. So uh, I'm doing a little cop out here. Um, but if I had to go with one, I'd go something five and, and, you know, CP gets his first ring um, you know, Phoenix, the Valley is happy. The Valley Oop will go down. History is one of the best highlights in, uh, in NBA, you know, playoff history. And it will actually, you know, have helped led to a championship. Um, so I'm rooting for you guys, Cody. I'm rooting for CP3. You guys deserve it. The Bucks. I don't think they really deserve a championship. They, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about the injuries. They just haven't played that well. Um, or I think the Suns have played great basketball throughout the playoffs. Um, so, you know, they both have benefited from injuries. Every team that advanced really in these playoffs have benefited from injuries. But um, you, 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 deal, you play the hand you're dealt, and, you know, these two are still standing, and there's something to be said for that. So, you know, let's roll the ball out there and see who's the best team. And big shout out James Jones too. Shout out to Champ University of Miami. You know Miami Heat gang had had to give my man a shout out for for orchestrating <laughs> this thing. Yeah, he did a great job. I mean, um, yeah, he, he still drafted uh, Aiden over Luca, but we'll give him a pass on that because Aiden's still looking like he's worthy of a number one pick. He's just not. Luka Doncic, which not not many people are. So, um. hey, but uh, to to your point, I don't think Luka is throwing down that value. I don't. I don't think he gets it. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Luka's sitting at home right now. So, oh, actually, and we might have Monty Williams and Chris Paul too. Yeah, we got Luka. Yeah, so everything would have been different. Obviously, um, you guys are here. I think. I think it's your year. Fingers crossed for you, and uh, may the best team win. Good luck, Cody. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll need it. <laughs> hey, hey, just Cody, y'all. If y'all do win it, when you have your parade through the streets out here, let me just be on one of the floats. All right. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> all right, appreciate that, man. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us again on another episode of the White Man Can Jump podcast. Thanks to Free and Cody for joining us again today, both for the second time. It was great to have them back. And you can find us on MrNoLook.com, or you can find me on Twitter at JWhited, W-H-I-T-E-D-5, or JWhited757 on Instagram. Thanks, and peace.